This is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 710, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique standpoint, this unique uh, arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. This is the slower pace. My daughter Danielle works hard to help us to go at a slower pace. We have broken down the one-year Bible, and it will probably go into two or three or four years. Now, however, you can join us on another Thanksgiving or December the 1st to Thanksgiving campaign <clears throat> where we are, everybody is reading... <clears throat> Pardon me, we are reading the one year a chronological Bible, uh, sped up just a little bit so that it can, we can finish on Thanksgiving of 2023. You can go to bcnn1.com and see the full schedule. It is not that hard. Some days you'll read three chapters, some days four, every now and then. Five or six, and some days you can read a whole book. And so uh, it moves at a quicker pace, and, and, and that needs to be done uh, in your personal devotional time. Hopefully, if you're in a family, with your family, and if you're by yourself, do it by yourself. You need it. You're going you're gonna to mess your life up if you don't read the Word of God and if you don't pray. Pardon me. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for the previous service. I give you the glory, praise, and honor so much for allowing me to be here. And I pray once again that you would grant me the energy, the strength, the unction, and the anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, and to preach your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Second Chronicles chapter 15, Verses 1 through 9. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, And said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you. 
while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season Israel hath been without the true God, and without a teaching priest, and without law. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord, God of Israel, and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And nation was destroyed of nation, and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa, Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. Glory be to God. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the prophet Oded and I thank you for his prophecy. Lord, this is a moving, moving, powerful uh, part of your holy word and it has blessed my heart tremendously. And so, Lord, help us all to take heed to your holy word that we read today. Help us to remember it. Help us to understand it. Help us to comprehend it. Help us to obey it. And help us to apply it to our lives. For your glory, praise, and honor, and to always proclaim your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. I certainly feel like singing after that passage of Scripture. But I'm not going to do so. But I do understand now how my dad used to get into a service, and as they say, the spirit would be so high from the singing. And he would say, I tell you, we can just go ahead on and give the benediction. I, I see why. I see why. Because singing is, singing is all right to me. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, devotional, memorial, 
family and evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 616. Yea, thou heardest not, yea, thou knewest not, yea, from that time that Thine ear was not open, Isaiah 48.8. It is painful to remember that in a certain degree this accusation may be laid at the door of believers who too often are in a measure spiritually insensible. We may well bewail ourselves that we do not hear the voice of God as we ought. Yea, thou heardest not, there are gentle motions of the Holy Spirit in the soul which are unheeded by us, the people of God. God help us. There are whisperings of divine command and of heavenly love which are alike unobserved by our leaden intellects. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Alas, we have been callously ignorant. Yea, thou knewest not. There are matters within which we ought to have seen, corruptions which have made headway unnoticed, sweet affections which are being blighted like flowers in the frost, untended by us, glimpses of the divine face, which might be perceived if we did not wall up the windows of our soul. But we have not known. As we think of it, we are humbled in the deepest self-abasement. How must we adore the grace of God as we learn from the context that all this folly and ignorance on our part was foreknown by God, and notwithstanding that foreknowledge, he yet has been pleased to deal with us in a way of mercy. Glory be to God. Admire the marvelous sovereign grace which could have chosen us in the sight of all of this, or in the sight of all this, wonder at the price that was paid for us when Christ knew what we should be. He who hung upon the cross, he who hung upon the tree foresaw us as unbelieving, backsliding, cold of heart, indifferent, callous, Lacks in prayer, my God help us. And yet he said, I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. 
Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. O redemption, how wondrously resplendent doest thou shine when we think how black, uh, or rather how dark things are with sin, and how dark we are with sin. O Holy Spirit, give us henceforth the hearing ear, the understanding heart. Glory be to God, shall we pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for this time with your Holy Word and with your servant, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Uh, he being dead yet speaketh, and we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for it all. And what a blessing he has been to the church down through the years. And we thank you for him. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. At this time, my beloved, we're going to move over to the family segment, what I call the family verses. You say, preacher, why do you preach on the family verses or, verses or teach on the family verses every night? You know, the reason why my wife and I have been married for 35 years? Because when I saw that she was not going to submit cheerfully and joyfully on her own, God told me and led me to read this passage to her. This was before the children were born. And then God led me uh, to gather up all of the verses that God uh, spoke to women about, spoke to women through. And I, made, uh, and, and, and I made her make a list of them. She still has it uh, to this day. She read them last night. And she's going to read them again tonight. And, uh, and this passage we read in our family devotions, in our married devotions. We didn't have any children at the time. And then when the children came, I kept on reading these verses. Because they remind all of us, all of us, not just the wife, the husband, and the children, the parents, everybody, what you ought to be doing. And if you have a family with some issues, and you probably do, you may not have to read them, read them every day, but once a week would be good to remind everybody of their roles. And so we have been three nights in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, 22, 23, 24, where God spoke to the wife. We spent three nights reading the verses that God spoke to the husband. And when God speaks, these are commandments. God does not give suggestions or a little, a little, or a little advice. God does not do that. And preachers need to stop doing that. You need to preach, thus saith the Lord, man. You, you need to get out of the counseling business. People need preaching, commandments, laws, uh, and, and an emphasis on obedience. Preaching against disobedience. Because, see, now, you can say what you want, people, but 
Your marriage will work better if you obey God, and particularly these verses regarding the family. Your marriage and your family will work better if you obey these verses. If you don't obey these verses, you're going to have a miserable marriage, or at least one party is going to have a miserable marriage. Other people may have a miserable family life. Ephesians 5.33. This is a unique verse where God speaks to the husband and the wife. Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now the truth is, if the husband and the wife do this the right way, as I've already told you, love is not letting your wife have her way and raise hell to you and to the children and in the church and destroy a positive, godly atmosphere in the household. You have to put that down, sir. That's not love. Love is putting that down and saying, no, you can't do that here. Whatever. What? Or whatever. You, I mean, you say, oh, you say divorce? Okay, well, go ahead and do that. But you can't do that under me. You're not going to put these children through hell like that and, and create a hellacious atmosphere up in here. You're not going to be all up in my face talking back to me and disrespecting me in front of my children. Uh, that's love too, sir. Put a stop to that. And God has given you the authority to stop it. See, the problem in many homes is that most men have been beat down by their mothers, controlled and dominated by their mothers, their sisters, other women on the job and out in society. Men do not understand their biblical authority that God gave them. So that means it doesn't matter whether or not your wife recognizes the authority. You better recognize it. And, and, and that's, that's something that God put inside of you. See, I, I was not going to have it. My, uh, any woman has ever been with me, they knew I was not, I don't roll like that. You can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't disrespect me. You can't treat me like some little boy. Or you just won't be with me. You won't have the privilege to be with me. See? And so, and, and my wife and I have been married for 35 years. And I believe one of the reasons, along with reading the scriptures and praying without ceasing, we have made it to 35 years in a few days. In fact, three days, I think. We would have been married 35 years. Okay? It's because, let me tell you something, what I've done, what I did. I never, I never let my wife get away with anything. No lie, no stealing of my food, no... Uh, nasty attitude in front of the children, not feeding the children, not keeping the house clean, nothing. I rebuked it every time. Yeah, preacher, I hear you. That's good, you know. I just get so tired. Who told you to get tired? You're a husband, man. You can't get tired. You got to run that household, and that includes running her. Particularly if she's not a good wife. If you have a good wife... Let her do all the stuff that she does on her own, and you, you just take care of her and take her out on dates and, and, and make the children wash the dishes and everything. If you've got a good wife who did it, 
in the word of uh, in the word of the one preacher who did the doggone thing. And she never complained. She never whined. She never gave you any problems. She helped you, helped the children. She did her job. Now, we're going to honor her, aren't we? Yes, sir, buddy, you're going to give her the will. You ain't about to watch this. Let me help you with something right quick. You don't mind her having a million dollars insurance in case you die? Two, two million dollars in the house paid and for You want her to be taken care of. You hear me? If you got a bad wife who's full of hell and the devil, you may not want that. You may not want to be trying to do all of that right there. For what? See, but if you got a good wife, not only are you going to take care of her in this life, you're going to take care of her in your life. Living When you leave here, you're going to make sure mama is taken care of. You can believe that. And so the wife, the, the, the husband or the lover's wife, in the right way, that does not mean being quiet and you don't say anything to her, but yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, uh, and, and, and you get the honey-to-do list from her, honey-do list from her with 16 things on, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, like you're a little boy. And then when you get through all that, she does not compliment what you've done, which all women know instinctively they ought to do because they know the man wants to hear a compliment or something sometime. Also, then she puts you in a cage. I mean, uh, what do we call it? A cave? Your man cave? No, 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 no. no, no. That, that's that's an, uh, the idea of a woman, a Jezebel. He ain't the king of this house. I put him in a cave. He's in a cave. You stay in there until I call you. Hey, with the man cave, I'm the king of the castle. I sit where I want to sit. I do what I want to do. I say what I want to say. And you're the only one who has that kind of authority up in your house, up in your palace. King, nobody else. My wife does that. She's right here. My wife does not have that kind of authority. I never gave her that kind of authority over me, over the children, nobody you can't just say what you want to say up in here. Particularly if you're full of hell and the devil. And you're not doing your job like you're supposed to. Uh -uh. You're not going to raise hell with me or with my children. Some of you husbands, you let, you, you let that, that evil woman, that Jezebel woman of yours, raise hell with your daughter and keep them all in, in knots. And they got some little stupid competition going on between them and fussing and back and forth. And like she's, she's acting like a child with them. You got to put a stop to that. Every time you come home, uh, the children tell you about what your wife did and she telling you about what uh, uh, they did and, and, and she wants to win. She's looking at you like, okay, now if you, if you don't let me win and make me win, uh, okay, you're going to be on the couch tonight, buddy. And, you, you, and then you join her uh, like you've been taught by the pastors of the evangelical churches. You join her against your children. They tell them the truth. Well, guess who they're going to hate? They're going to hate her and they're going to hate you too. I never heard it like that. I know because you've been listening to lies all your life. <laughs> 
You've been listening to the pastors and weak men telling you, just say yes, ma'am. Just say, don't, don't argue back. Don't say nothing back. Just say yes, ma'am. Whatever she says, say yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What? <laughs> She's supposed to reverence you and respect you. She ought to be saying yes, sir. That's what my wife says to me. I insist on it. Yes, sir. With the utmost respect. That's what God wants. If she rebels against me and disrespects me, she disrespects God. I, I've, always, I've always known that. And there's nothing we get angry about it because if the woman's not going to respect me, she's disrespecting God. And God will deal with her. Okay? All right, let's pray, and let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I praise you, and I thank you for this time together. And thank you for your truth. And Lord, I pray for the uh, healing of marriages and families that the people know you or claim to know you as Savior. I pray for the salvation of those families that don't know you. And Lord, I pray that you will have mercy and grace upon us who name the name of Christ. And please forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins. We heard a little bit about this earlier tonight through Spurgeon. Forgive us of our sins of disobedience to your great commandment and to your great commission. And Holy Father God, Help us to repent of our evil sins and ways. And uh, lack of fervor. And Holy Father God, we do pray for the millions of people who are hurting through the coronavirus plague and all of the other plagues that have been added. Comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation and help them to get through the morning part, grieving part of their family members going to the hospital and family members dying, as only you can do. And we pray, Lord, not only for the millions, but a, a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Minnesota resident William Koch. We pray for the family and friends of Michigan resident Phil Kuski. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Brandon James Marshall. We also pray, Lord, for and with Pastor Bushibi as we pray, Lord, for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And we pray for these few who have sent in uh, prayer requests as well. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi and we pray with him and we thank you for souls saved and people healed at Starlight Secondary School. Thank you for Brother Jackson Yatoli and his family giving them a land parcel and title deed. Please bless Sidindi Church with a place of worship. Deliver Sister Agnita from demonic torments and save and comfort her family. Please bless them to start a church near Starlight secondary school. Please provide for the women and youth conferences and bless the Bible school classes. To resume next year, bring the right person to lead 
Kibachini, Kibachinji Church, provide them with Bibles for new souls who have gotten saved, basics for orphans and widows, food and water, and ministry resources. Please deliver all of Africa from drought and famine. We pray, Lord, for Brother Ray Williams, that he would be the evangelist he needs to be in India. And we pray for millions of souls to come to know you as Savior in India. We pray for the salvation of the perishing souls in India, which is his prayer request. We pray for Brother Ravi. Please bless him with the donations he needs to make this Christmas event a success and give clothes, food, water, shoes, and socks and blankets to the poor children in Pakistan. We pray, Lord, for Brother Jensen. Please bless him with the Holy Spirit's mighty anointing with all spiritual, physical, soul blessings, divine intervention, protection, wisdom, connections, and wealth blessings. Bless him with anointing and the gift of your Holy Spirit's power and authority and fruits of the Holy Spirit. Help him to do your ministry mightily in Jesus Christ's name. Deliver him from all curses and satanic evil works. Protect him from the coronavirus and bless him with prosperity and his own house in a blessed atmosphere. And Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. And uh, not only these few, but the thousands who have made a profession of faith down through the years. And we pray that you'll help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Kevin, Samuel, Nancy, Lady, Debbie. And we pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Douglas, Curtis, Gary, Remy, and James. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you missed the earlier gospel message, the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Jesus Christ said the most important words ever said to mankind. When he said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, salvation is very simple. All you have to do to get saved from the power of your sins and from the punishment of your sins in that awful place called hell is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. And tonight all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him, and pray and ask him to save you. Follow me in the sinner's prayer as you believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. 
and that I have done evil in your sight. For I have broken your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ told you to, and you called upon the Lord to ask you to save you, then according to the Holy Scriptures, if you were sincere, according to the Holy Scriptures and the Word of God, you are now saved. Congratulations. Now to help you take the next step and to grow and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be, go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And by believing in him, you enter through the door. And this book will tell you step one, step two, step three, and so on as to what you need to do now that you are a new Christian. Also, on that same website, you can get our email and email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray with you and pray for you. Also on that same site, gospellightsociety.com, you will see some podcasts populating at the bottom that will lead you to thousands of other podcasts on nearly 50 different subjects, theological subjects, Bible subjects. Where all you have to do is listen to them for free and get a Bible college education that will help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Until next time, my beloved, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow night, probably earlier, uh, with the help of God. Uh, remember to pray without ceasing. Remember to read the Word of God. When you think about me, pray for me. If God has blessed you with means and some money, uh, as you know, I did not say this kind of thing uh, during the years of the prosperity gospel, but since the prosperity gospel is dead, I can ask for some help without being considered one of these fake, phony prosperity gospel preachers.
we live very humbly, very frugally, and so uh, we don't need money to buy a new car or to uh, live in a big fine house on Porkchop Hill. We, that's just not in my heart to do. But we do need some money to buy new equipment for the ministry and to make some major repairs and to uh, set us up for another great year here at the end of the year. And so if God has blessed you with finances and if you can give the whole 21000 that would be great. Or any amount that you can give would be a great help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck like most people are in America today, I don't want you to give a dime. There are people who have uh, the money, and I pray that God would touch their hearts to help. Also, remember to pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God with us through the Chronological Bible. And uh, remember the motto of the Marines, Semper Fidelis, always faithful. And remember the motto of the Air Force, Space Force, Semper Supra, always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. He'll keep you in perfect peace and be faithful to the Lord. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as the music plays.